the duality of wanting simply to smell the flowers, but also to Blow kill, me- but also to kill Megatron and smash, smash flowers. Smash, win, there you go, win. smash flowers. Smell smash them and them. then smash them. Yeah, win win. Or, so or like, smash uh, them and then smell them because then the like the the scent will be more potent. Hold that. Yeah, it doesn't last as long. So die, die young, die young and fast and too fast, too furious. And Rhinox, bad, good guy now. <laughs> I don't know. Tank or free or smell Rhinox. Too much energy. Is one of them a squid? What have you done? Blah, 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 blah. Beast Wars once and for all. <laughs> it's like, throw her into the compactor. <laughs> well, you don't need this anymore. Why do you always talk to yourself? I simply have a pension for intelligent conversation. Yeah, Say that... Calabar! No! Say Calabar! No! <laughs> <laughs> no! Not that! Ah! Welcome to episode 61 of Too Much Energon, the... Laser Cone Podcast, where we talk about Beast Wars shit and talk shit about Beast Wars. I'm one of your hosts, Christopher Siege. Salutations. I am NeoCal. Right outside my window is a um, middle-aged white woman walking their dog, trying to get them to poo central. As middle-aged white women are wont to do, yeah. Yeah, they're little dogs. And they take so much interest in, like... I see this all the time. I didn't even know what I was looking at the first time I saw it. They bend down, like all the way down, like put their head almost down to like where the grass is. Right. And like stare under their dog as if they're inspecting them for parasites or whatever. And I'm like, what are you doing? Is it that hard to see when your dog's done its business? And it's happened hundreds of times since I've been here that I'm, I'm just at peace with it. I guess that's how you walk your dog. You um, like for 15 minutes, just like lead them around like little grass and just like move around and like stare at them. Well, for a fun little bit of uh Christopher Siege trivia for all the listeners out there, uh, I am neither a middle aged white woman nor have I ever owned a dog. I do not currently own a dog and I've never had a dog. I have no insight into this behavior. No, no, no. Uh, in fact, I have negative insight into the behavior, if that's even possible. So, uh, man's best friend, a dog is not. At least to you. <laughs> uh, at least not this man, no. No. Unless he was a maximal. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Other than that... Silverbolt, is there a dog maximal? Wolfang. The toy Wolfang, yeah, my my, my yeah. favorite, my I like favorite the design of Wolfang. Yeah, my my favorite non-show uh, Beast Wars toy. Had one when I was a kid. Uh, reacquired one recently. Yeah, 
Um, uh, the shark. Uh, Cyber shark. Cyber shark. Yeah, he, he he's pretty fucking rad too. <laughs> yeah, he was my second favorite. He was my number two favorite. But he's no uh, Wolfang. Wolfang's a pretty. What is he? Gray and blue. Yeah, like aqua or something. Yeah, he's gray, blue, slick and black design. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's pretty rad. Uh, his uh, engineering was later used for another figure, uh, canine, which I always thought was just a redeco. But I got taken to task on uh, the uh, Cybertron.com forums recently because I referred to canine as simply a redeco of uh, Wolfang. And so many people jumped on me being like, no, the figure is much larger. Uh, like the like the, the head sculpt is different. The chest sculpt is different. Like just the basic engineering of how he transforms is the same. And I'm like, well, well excuse me. <laughs> well, excuse me, princess. No, I, I think I just responded. Well, today I learned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What else are you going to say to that? Because they did announce recently that uh, K9, uh, there's going to be new, or uh, they, this year they, they released four reissues of classic uh, Beast Wars figures. They re-released uh, uh, T-Rex, Megatron, Gorilla Optimus Primal, uh, Cheetor, and Rattrap. And they announced, re actually no, I don't think it's even been announced. It was just product listings were leaked online but uh there's going to be a second wave of beast wars reissues sometime next year that's going to include uh tarantula man uh terrorsaur my boy terrorsaur sweet sweet uh cyber shark the aforementioned cyber shark and uh canine huh oh wait no 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 i'm dumb no it's not cyber shark it's tarantula no i said tarantulas tarantula man yeah. Cyber Shark, Canine, and Pterosaur. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with me? <laughs> I am, uh, listeners, I, I am kind of tired. I, I am sleep and food deprived at the moment, so I'm not, uh, I'm not firing on all cylinders. And, uh, Cal seems to be the, the, the ongoing saga of the, uh, that suburban dog is house like attacking someone. Have you ever heard a little dog like bark as fast as it can? Not like super loud or intimidating, but just so fast. Well, it's over. Somebody must have stomped it. <laughs> Anyways. Well, fortunately, it isn't audible. Or unfortunately. <laughs> the end of that, <laughs> Maximal. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> uh, so I made a... Um... I made a uh, surprising discovery today. Uh oh. When I was, uh, can't even remember how I came across this, but I found out that the uh, the the theme song to Beast Machines, uh, Fat Planet, Fat with a PH, which I I remember seeing in the credits, and it always made me chuckle. Uh, it's actually a licensed song. This isn't just a, a track by like the the dude. Uh, Robert Buckley, I think that's his name, who like composes the music for this right. and all the other mainframe shows at the time. Uh, it's it's not one of his, no, no. Hmm. Now, Fat Planet is actually a song by uh, England by the English electronic group 
Left Field, from taken from their album Rhythm and Stealth, released in 1999. So the album came out, and the song became. Oh, actually, wow, yeah. So the album came out in September 1999, which is when Beast Machines came out. So they must have had a deal in place like prior to make. That's usually how it happens, right? Yeah, yeah. To make the um, the 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 song "Fat Planet" the the theme song to to Beast Machines. Cool. It was, I like it. It gets stuck in my head. According even to, though it's just doom 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 doom. According according to Wikipedia, the the album was recorded in August 1999, and was released on September 20th 1999. That is quite a quick turnaround. <laughs> Wait, yeah. A month. What the yeah heck? They, they, they composed <laughs> the album and then released it a month later. I guess when you are house techno, <laughs> you, you don't need much post-production time. No. No, I guess he, they don't fuck around. <laughs> I, I, I guess not. But yeah, I was just surprised that it was a licensed track. Makes Apparently, sense. It feels different. Apparently, uh, it's been in a bunch of other things. It was uh, used in some commercials for uh, Guinness at the time. It was featured on the soundtrack of EA Sports F1 2000, which is a video game. For for anyone who didn't figure that out. And uh, a couple other things. I remember reading, been on a whole bunch of other things, but Wikipedia is failing me right now. Wikipedia, man, like anybody can just edit that. It's not yeah. a reliable source. There's always conspiracy people that say that too. Yeah, I know. I remember like <laughs> getting into it with people about that many times over the years, and then eventually I just stopped caring. But my yeah. <laughs> my general attitude was always that I feel like the the number of people who want truthful information out there outweighs the people the shit lords and the people who want to mislead or who genuinely have like alt theories to alternative facts <laughs> have you heard that <laughs> term oh oh yeah of course uh, <laughs> i i was actually a big fan of sean spicer during the like what was it like six months that he was uh, uh trump's press secretary to be clear listeners Fuck Donald Trump. Don't, I will never say anything positive about the man or his presidency. I found Sean Spicer as his press secretary very entertaining because he was clearly not cut out for the job. (laughs) That's fair. (laughs) So usually like press conferences involving him were unintentionally hilarious because he would get like choked up. So many of the... (sighs) So many of the people in office were clearly had no place like doing public speaking or representing and wild, <clears throat> wild. It's, it's hard to even believe the last four years even existed. Yeah. Yeah. If it, if it wasn't clear at any point prior to this listeners, uh, we here at uh, Lasercomb HQ are very anti-Trump. We're just gonna. <laughs> that, throw that's that. the funny thing. So we're we're Canadian. Anyone listening that doesn't know that, we're not anti. We're not even anti-Republican. We're just anti-Trump specifically. Yeah. And 
every except one very odd friend I have almost everyone uh especially a few like conservative friends I have like they really hate because imagine that you're like hey I'm a Republican or in Canada conservative I have these values they're important to me blah 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 I'm not willing right. to fight people over it but hey and your rep is a giant fucking goofball that just like has no idea what he's doing, makes all the worst choices, lies through his teeth, and then everyone around you seems to love it. If you're yeah, intelligent, it's... you might not like that. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it it's also really strange too how this like like loudmouth billionaire who's gone bankrupt like many times but also like kind of like had a golden parachute like right from the get-go in life it, it's just <laughs> a, anyway it, it's weird how this guy was able to tap into like world world rural blue collar america and think that he represented them and <laughs> i i don't Hillary understand represents the the corporations trump's He's an he's an do you know what here's what it is. It's funny that they and I'm like, but Trump the first is corporation. floor of Trump Tower <laughs> is literally made of fucking gold. <laughs> literally gold. Like I, I read up about this a while ago. The fucking first <laughs> floor of the building is made of gold. Is that like a good luck thing? I no, it's it's uh, a decadence thing. It, yeah, it's completely decadence. But like, how does the man, <laughs> how does the man who has a building named after him, which is his HQ, basically, it's his fucking stronghold. Yeah. With the first floor made entirely of gold. How the fuck does that man become like the spokesman for blue collar America? So th we'll drop this. Anybody like listening and being like, oh, my God, I heard this for the last four years. I don't want to hear it anymore. This is Canada yeah, I, takes, right? These are Canada, yeah. Canada. I don't, takes. Even, I don't even know even, why I got charged up about this all of a sudden. I didn't but. know that. I didn't know that there was any part of the building made of gold. So today I learned um, when so, it's almost the same reason um, Arnold Schwarzenegger was the governor of California for so long. Right. I think that there's this, oh, here's this person that's going to shake up the status quo. He's like different and an oddball. And you, he's better because he's not a politician. He's better because he, yeah. he, he's not like a professional. Right. And he's good with money. He has that TV show. And so people are so just disenfranchised about how terrible existence is that they're like fuck it this insane like orange dude let's see what happens <laughs> what's the worst that can happen and and we got to see <laughs> yeah we we got to find out what what the worst that could happen was uh true proof we are in the darkest dimension yeah. we we are in the dimension that the maximals found themselves with when they woke up yeah uh, speaking of the Maximals, we're we're gonna <laughs> drop the politics now. I think. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. Uh, so, uh, people, this is episode uh, sixty-one of Too Much Energon, where we are talking about the tenth episode 
of Beast Machines, Season 1, Episode 10, Survivor. It originally Ooh, aired on... Who could it on... be? <laughs> who could it be now? Uh, Spoilers! Uh, it's just Night Scrape. <laughs> or, or is it Rhinox? Or <laughs> is it 343 Guilty Spark? I'm going to say not the last one. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it originally aired on November 27th, 1999. Uh, let's, let, let's jump into the episode. Yeah. So speaking of Guilty Spark, it opens in uh, Megatron's auditorium. The Megadome. Why haven't we been calling it that? I, I don't know, <laughs> but that's its name now. Welcome to the Megadome. Da -da 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 how have we not? We've been doing this 10 episodes and we haven't called it the Megadome? <laughs> well, it's like, <laughs> it took me how many episodes to dub uh, uh, Optimus Gary Primal? All of Beast Wars seasons one through three. <laughs> it took us, it, it took me so long to dub uh, Megatron's Crystal Ball as his Crystal Ball. <laughs> I think we got what the it, dinner table down pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah, it's just another one of those things. Yeah, the Megadome. I like it. The Megadome. And he's smacking around Guilty Spark. Yeah, so he's um he's pissed off because uh all attempts to uh purge his beast mode from his body have failed. And not only are they failing, and he says this as he transforms back to uh Dragontron. Uh, not only are they failing, they're actually like the the beast mode comes back stronger than ever. Yeah, is that because it it can heal itself? Because if we recall, listeners, um, in Beast Wars, when they're in their beast mode, they do inter automatic internal repairs. Well, and there's going to be something that comes up later on in the episode that is kind of the inverse of that. But at the very end of the episode, Guilty Spark uh, has a theory, has has a hypothesis as to why mm. the uh, why the treatment isn't working. Mm. But we'll uh, we'll 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 get there when we get there. Yeah. So what's what's the gist? Guilty Spark is like hovering around, and he's like, "My lord, um, so, so it Gil seems that we need to." Um, uh, what is it? We we need to um, so, test. So, so Guilty Spark is, is like I I've spent so long uh, I all of my like uh, programming processes or directives have been focused on purging your beast form from you. But look over here. Look at Bat Boy over here. He was able to convert to a beast mode using a process that we don't understand a process like what he was able to convert to a beast mode when there are no beast mode like no beasts around There's no animals on the planet bro There's no animals around <laughs> he's like so and i think this is fucking stupid to be honest he's like so if i'm able to examine him and i can learn how he does that i might be able to do the opposite of that and thus turn you into a completely technological creature. 
10 year old me, I was older than 10, but like 10 year old <laughs> me would have been like, sounds like science. Yep. But adult me is I'm like, that's, is there that's... any practical application of that in that I can think of? And I can't. No, no, <laughs> it's, it, no, it's a, it's a fucking stupid plan. <laughs> uh, speaking of stupid plans, uh, uh, at the beginning of this scene, uh, Guilty Spark suggested just moving Megatron Spark to a new body, which yeah. I'm like, dude, just do it. Like you, you put Rhinox in tank or you put uh, other Sparks into the Viacon generals. Um, like, just do that. And he's like, and leave my Spark unprotected for even a nanosecond? Preposterous. <laughs> right? And it's yeah. like, dude, nobody's... A yeah, nobody's around. Like, uh, guilty spark doesn't have a, a spark. He's yeah. he's purely just an AI, um, and you programmed him to be loyal to you. Well, yeah. what's the what's the issue here? I've since come to realize that his name is actually the diagnostic drone, but I like. Calling I him only the... realized it this episode. I think it was the last episode that I realized it, but I, I he, whatever. He's guilty spark. Yeah. <laughs> So what's going on? We cut to the uh, to the Viacons coming in, and he's like, "Well, Guilty Spark, go with the Viacon generals and retrieve me, Night Scream." Yeah, and uh, so and uh, Jetstorm is like, they all like one by they one. They all say like, like a, a, a quip, a quip, and they take a bow and are yeah. like basically like yes mighty megatron and then they fuck off one party by one. on and then yeah jet but then tankor doesn't he, he just, just looks stands there in silence he just stands there in silence and him and megatron look sternly at one another and without like adjusting his posture or anything tankor just like wheels around turns around and wheels away and i'm like <laughs> i'm kind of digging this like yeah, yeah yeah i i'm like i dig it like tankor tankor isn't tankor anymore tankor is evil rhinox evil rhinox is back and evil rhinox is very clearly like yeah i'm not gonna fucking bow to you you fucking moron at one point in the episode he's like hey hey megatron's got the right idea but the problem with his plan is that he's in charge. Yeah. And he's kind of an idiot. <laughs> yeah. The and problem like, with Megatron's plan is Megatron. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's when like, he's um, talking to Guilty Spark later. Yeah. Right next with the scene, Maximals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So next scene, we're at the uh, wherever the Maximals are hiding this week. And <laughs> uh, Optimus. Back of a big ice cream truck. <laughs> back of a big night scream truck <laughs> um yeah the night scream man and then and um rat boy is like trying to like matrix jack his brain yeah so optimus says basically that oh we if we could if rat trap could uncover uh rhinox's memories uh, hidden within tank or imagine like we could learn so much more if we did that with you and night screams basically just like 
Yeah, uh, okay. fuck the past. Like looking back to the past, like that that doesn't do anybody any good. I only look forward, bro. Yeah, being a <laughs> friggin' emo kid. Um, and what happens there? They're like, we need plus. We need to figure out um how you were able to get a beast mode. Yeah, and he says, much to everyone's first knowledge, as far as I can tell. Duh, all of Cybertronians have like an automatic DNA sequencer built in. Yeah. And the rest and of the Maximals like, are like, wait, wait, what? what? It's like, that's what the Maximals reaction was. And that was my reaction too. I'm like, wait, what? You have your He's own, like, yeah. you have your own, like, personal, like, DNA sequencer. And their Optimus he... is like, what? <laughs> and uh, Night Scream says, uh, I'm paraphrasing, but Night Scream basically says that every Cybertronian now has DNA sequencers built into them because they nixed the stasis pod program after the last major upgrade. Yeah. And, and he uh, and he's like, like and he's well, like excuse us for he's being, like get get with the times, guys. Get with the times, old oldies. And, okay, and Rattrap, boomer. And yeah. And Rattrap's and, like, uh, like, what? Well, yeah, well, I, it, you know, I guess it's uh, easy to miss out on things when you're spending like however long uh, fighting the Beast Wars. You're welcome too. Yeah, and Damn then Night, monsters. and then Night Scream, like, makes like a shitty comment, like, maybe if you guys had done better, we wouldn't be in this situation. Yeah. You little shit. <laughs> and Rattrap actually flips out and like tackles him and is like, like listen it. here, you fucking punk. Listen like, here, you little shit. <laughs> like, I lost friends during the Beast Wars. And like, I like to think yeah. he's talking about Dinobot specifically. Dinobot, but primarily, yeah. And, um, but if you think about it, Tigatron and Air Razor. Tigatron, Air Razor. Yeah. At least Dinobot got to go down on his terms like a warrior, but I won't I won't get it, into uh Tiger Hawk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the less we we've we've spoken about it at length on this show <laughs> in the past. In fact, in our um in our special um anniversary yeah, the, the too much energon twenty fifth anniversary special. Too we much energy. Too much energon episode fifty seven, um, where we have special guests. Uh, we do a merry, merry friend kill kind of thing. Um, yes, I, I'm pretty sure I killed <laughs> Tiger, Tiger Hawk. Hawk. <laughs> yeah, I think I killed Quick Strike. If you didn't, I was going to change mine to <laughs> to Quick Strike. <laughs> So, uh, uh, Cheetor, uh, like breaks gets, him up, breaks him up, gets Rattrap off of him. And, uh, I can't remember what Cheetor says, but Cheetor is like, Hey, this isn't the time or yada, yada. Yeah. Black Arachnia like diffuses the situation by being like, Hey, we've all lost friends. Okay. It's fine. Let's not fight about this. Let's, uh, let's chill. Yeah. Yeah, so Primal's kind of like, hey, 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 
Digging up the past is painful for everyone. Let's not lose our focus and start fighting each other. Yeah, and then uh, Night Scream like kind of reiterates his stance of like, man, fuck the past. Looking back to the past, like, never did anyone, never did me any good. Yeah, and I'm Always, the only one that matters. Only moving forward. That's what matters. And I'm the only one who survived, so obviously I did the right thing. <laughs> but And then Optimus is like, uh, but the Oracle said the seeds of the future lie buried in the past. And I was expecting that to be like some like metaphorical like shit, but this show goes really on the nose with it. I thought that that was a big fucking metaphor. It is not. It is not. In fact, what's the opposite of a metaphor? Uh, like li- a liter. It's so literal. It kind of hurt. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll f- which we find out this episode. Oh my god, because. That's constantly like a thing that he's saying the Oracle is telling him all in all of these episodes. Um, The seeds to the future lie buried in the past. Right. And, uh, (laughs) and boy, yeah. Okay. (laughs) Uh, So Night Scream fucks off and uh, Rat Trap reveals that he swiped a literal like seed off of Night Scream with his tail. Mm-hmm. A Night Scream seed from that. Um, yeah, from that tree, that tree that made that tree a few episodes back that made them go all like ape shit, <laughs> bestial rotundo, essentially. Yeah. Um, and then Night Scream gets all pissy and he's like, "Hey, that's from my that's from my tree, guys. You can't have um, any. like you went into my room and got that." Like, I guess there's no such thing as privacy in this family. And he slams the door. <laughs> yeah. And che- uh, Cheetor raises the issue of, like, like, wait a second, like, hold on there. That, uh, that tree made you guys go all beast rotundo. Maybe we shouldn't fuck around with it. And Gary Primal's like... Don't worry like, about it! And Gary Primal's like, but Cheetor... The Oracle said the seeds of the future lie buried in the past. Come on, let's go plant that tree. Oh, for some reason, Night Scream's throwing a tantrum and screaming. Did I miss something? Why is he just screaming? Is that explained? Uh, uh, no, I think he's just pissy about everything that's going on. Yeah, Primal says, hey, we oh, need to okay, stay in our no, beast no. mode. Okay, no, no. Um, so... Uh, they're they're going underground to to plant this seed to plant the tree, and they come across like a wall, and knights night scream can use his like supersonic scream to shatter it. Yeah, and uh, Optimus is like, okay, but like keep it in beast mode. We don't want to attract attention, and so right. he blows up the wall. And wouldn't you know it, the fucking vehicons show up, and indeed. Um... Um, the little uh, guilty spark bot is like, ah, I can hear supersonic vibrations. So that's how they're tracking the bat. Yeah, I think he says uh, echolocation sensors. Which, huh. I mean, I guess, like, if you're looking for a, a, 
a bat beast former. But yeah, echolocation you, is is the echo, method in which bats can see yeah. the sound. Yeah. You can't that that's like having um a smell detector. Ah, I can I can detect when people are smelling. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But if like it, if he had said like supersonic vibrations, that that's I guess I inserted that in my head because it made more sense. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so he uh Guilty Spark has a gizmo to like sense the bat. Become the bat. Feel the bat. Feel the bat. (laughs) Touch the the bat. bat. (laughs) Touch the bat. Show me, show me where on the bat. Show me where on the doll the bat touched you. (laughs) So Uh, is this the first time the Viacons actually kick the Maximals butt? Um well. So the Viacon uh, generals and Guilty Spark and some drones like burst their way in. And uh, as they burst in, there's a quick series of shots of the Maximals like making reaction faces. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think Cheetors is my favorite. <laughs> yeah, and they're all snarling because they see Rhinox. He's very cat-like. Yes, yeah. Where is it on Tubi? What's the timestamp? About seven minutes in. Uh, about six forty-five. A little bit before that. Oh, I see. You're talking about when um, Jetstorm is flying over them. Yeah, yeah. I said when the like when the Viacons first burst into this scene at seven. Sorry, at six fifty-seven. Um, they all have another reaction montage. And oh. Cheetor like snarls. <laughs> okay. A uh, lot of animal faces on this show, people. We enjoy them. Give us a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still not as many as Beast Wars, though. That's true. So what uh they I am transformed. Primal shoots his tummy gun. Shit blows up. He gets buried. Yeah. Uh, some back and forth ensue. Uh, Tankor is kind of the focus. Becomes Quickly becomes the focus of this battle. So he's got Night Scream, Cheetor, and Rat Trap on him. Night Scream tries taking him out with a like sonic blast. And then both Cheetor and Rat Trap like, leap onto either of his this arms. Dumb. And there's there's this hilarious like shot of him like waving his arms around trying to shake them off and but like Rat Trap is like quickly like trying to stab him with his tail like in a in his shoulder joint or some, yeah something yeah it's just it's it's I so funny it. looking and he looks and there's a rat on his left arm and then a cat lands on his right arm and he <laughs> he looks at Cheetor and indeed Cheetor is like trying to stop his saw blade. Tanker yeah. as a saw hand sometimes. Um, and then, and then it's clear Night, they don't want to hurt him. Night, Night Scream charges toward him and then, like, actually says, Hiya. <laughs> Night Scream goes, Hiya. And Tanker just punches him out of the air. Hey, martial arts were, uh, were the hype as shit in 1999. That's, that's fair. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, Tankor like sends him off flying, and then sends Tankor, all of them off flying, and, and that well, he sends Night Scream off first, and then like chucks Cheetor and Rattrap forward, and then he uses his like a, as they're like sailing through the air in like a very like anime kind of way, like that that like anime like quick like motion blur background. That's the thumbnail. Eight fifty when Tankor shoots a a blast at them, and they're all flying through the air. You see Cheetor and all of their faces perfectly. All right, I'm looking. That is pretty funny. I think that might be a little too busy for a. Uh... That's fair. It's a little. It's funny, but it's too too busy. Because uh, they're I, not fully in frame. Yeah, I already have a shot in mind. Um, coming up later. So seemingly, the Vehicons have won. And yeah. they can end the Cybertron Wars once and for all. But this is... Oh. Okay, so I, I used to say this a lot. This is perplexing shit. Not in that I don't understand it, in that it doesn't make any sense. All of the Maximals wake up, and Night Scream's gone. And all the Maximals are in beast mode. And so... They they clearly passed out because reasons. Oh, they were defeated in battle. I I I I guess sure, but the the camera like the last we last thing we see is we see Night Scream, Cheetor, and Rattrap flying through the air, and then they get shot by Tankor, Tanknox, Tanknox <laughs> by Tanknox, and uh, the screen just flashes white, and then. It, presumably they're hit and knocked out and then it cuts back to like all of them on the ground in beast mode but like black arachnia is also there knocked out and gary primal's there knocked out gary primal was um buried by jet storm or he rocks fell on him he passed out and he transformed back into beast mode earlier he was the first right. one knocked out Right, but it's just like the resolution to that battle is even more vague than our description of the action scenes to this show. Well, that's my point. They were all presumably um, knocked out and the Viacons won, but because their orders were to take Night Scream alive. And I'm just like, well, wait a second. They could have took Night Scream and just scrapped, slagged the other Maximals. And came back and been like, Megatron, you will not guess what we just did. You captured yeah, like, Night Scream? Better. We took out the other Maximals as well. And he'd be like, what? <laughs> he actually has a what moment later on. Yeah. That kind of made me chuckle. Yeah, what's to stop like one of them from like going over and like and just putting, putting their foot on like the neck of... Double tapping all yeah. of them in the head. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, very much a cartoon and defeating them, the bad guys, just means knocking them out or making them retreat. Yeah. So whenever the good guys lose, it's because they're knocked out or they retreat. Bad guys are knocked out and retreat. Both sides have had the opportunity to wipe the others out multiple times. And I feel like that didn't exist on Beast Wars. Eh. It's a very anime-ish th- thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like the, because the, oh, the, something the always predi- came up. The Predacons would always try, but then it's like, ah, energon field buildup. 
convert back to beast mode. Predacons, retreat! Yeah. Something would always come up. Yeah, something would always come up that would prevent the, the battle from being fatal. Whereas, like, this right here, it's like, there's literally no reason for them to, or not even kill them, like, take them back, too. Take and be like, back. and be like, and Jetstorm can be like, uh, Look, Megatron, I brought those stinking Maximals! They got fresh, ripe sparks just ready to be extracted by your mighty excellence. Ha <laughs> ha! No, no, please, thank me later. <laughs> but not too he later. He sounds like Ace Ventura to me. <laughs> but not too later, if you know what I'm saying, darling. Basically, I want time with the Xbox! <laughs> yeah. You have 60 seconds with my right hand. <laughs> There's a throwback. <laughs> and fortunately for you, it is not a T-Rex head any longer. No. <laughs> fortunately for you. <laughs> Unfortunately for you, it is no longer a T-Rex head. Oh. So they're dragging a Night Scream away down a dark yeah, like and he's, tunnel. Yeah, and he's in like yeah, a uh, weird chamber. Uh, Tank Knox is leading the charge. Yeah, and he's in this weird like chamber. Yeah, it's hovering behind them. And it's revealed that this is a um, restoration chamber. Yeah. Yeah, it's a restoration chamber, but it's it's not doing anything to uh, to Night Scream, who is back in beast mode. Yeah, and um, um, they're like, "Hey, uh, Jetstorm's like, oh, did you forget to uh, juice the batteries before we left?" And it's revealed, no, it's working fine. Night Scream isn't affected by it. Yeah, which is interesting. Yes, I'm, what's um, up with that? So and, uh, guilt, indeed, he wakes up and and tries he, to fly away. <laughs> yeah, he wakes up. Guilty Spark like opens up the uh, presumably to like test a theory, but he he opens up the chamber and Night Scream like flies out and transforms and immediately like one of the Viacon generals. I think it's Jetstorm or. Frost. Somebody shoots him. Yeah. Somebody, somebody shoots him, and he flies back in, and. Uh, oof! Yeah, oof! Yeah, uh, <laughs> and the chamber is closed again, and he's still in robot form. And Guilty Spark starts examining him, and he's like, "Huh, interesting." When yeah, he's in ro he... when he's in robot form, his healing factor, his natural healing factor of his beast form, is being accelerated. So this is kind of the inverse oh. of Beast Wars. Which is yeah, so they heal cool. automatically in both forms, but it's highly accelerated when he's in his robot form. Yeah. Whereas in Beast Wars... Uh, the opposite was true. Yeah, the opposite was true. I guess they didn't heal in robot form, or if they did, it took a long time, or they needed a CR chamber. Yeah, it was more efficient to transform into beast mode to do yeah, internal when, repairs. Yeah, when they were in beast mode, uh, their beast forms would uh, conduct internal repairs. But here it's the opposite. So. Yeah. O or even faster than that were their CR chambers. Yeah. Or the Healy tank. Because apparently you can be like pieces of metal and <laughs> that shit will put you back together in a half hour. 
Yeah, the, the hot tub heel machine. <laughs> Overall, it seemed like the hot tub heel machine on the dark side was much more effective than the CR yeah. chambers on the Axelon. Definitely. Because like, you had to spend like a day in the CR chamber if you were really fucked up um, yeah. in the maximal ship. Yeah, whereas like Waspinator or Pterosaur could it literally just be in pieces and they put them in there and then bring them out. Yeah, and they're good to get blown up again in the next battle. <laughs> yeah. So there's like a creepy scene with um, the, the drone, Guilty Spark guy, where he's like, yes, oh, you are quite interesting specimen, aren't you? Show me, show me what makes you tick. I'm surprised he didn't like lick his face or something weird. Yeah, and then Night Scream, it gets even creepier because Night Scream right? does this thing. <laughs> He's like, oh, let me, sh it's just like, it's just like this. And then he like reaches his and hand out and like just one hand and like puts it around almost in like, I don't know, man. It, you know, the way when you like go to like, kiss someone and you like just put like one like caress like one hand around their head and like you kind of like pull them toward you that's kind of what it looks he like pulls guilty spark towards him because he's like oh we need to see what makes you tick and he's he pulls out like a little zapping device and night screams like okay okay geez i'll talk and so he puts away his little like shocky claw thing and he's like there's really not much to it yeah as he reaches his and i'm like out, what like is happening here is there a relationship building between this are they gonna start drone? are they gonna <laughs> start like drone? making out but no apparently he just like bit him and drained his energy or something he, he screams at him and blows up the the chamber oh okay that's what happened or he bites him i it's I weird the chamber blows up yeah that's it, it's kind of unclear and yeah. so he escapes and uh Jetstorm goes after and he gets him away? and yeah, he gets away. Jetstorm <laughs> goes after him. Yeah. Uh, they scream so pee, he can just scream and blow shit up and then get away. And uh uh the other Maximals are like wandering through these same corridors looking for him and they're not having a lot of success so rat trap like transforms to do like infrared mode or something and optimus yeah. is like keep it brief primal is like he's blocking my part uh my spark probe which means he's alive and i'm like why would so he be doing that because he's an edgy asshole this episode <laughs> right <laughs> he is yeah a little shit and he's even like he he converts to or yeah he he's in robot mode like his fucking god awful looking Ghastly. robot mode <laughs> even i i hate it so much um he's in his awful robot mode flying through these tunnels being chased by jetstorm or er, er, and he even says at one point, he's like, man, I forgot how great it was to be like flying by myself, not having to worry about other, having to deal with flying other people. Flying solo. Flying solo. Looking out for number one. And I'm like, <laughs> I could suck my own dick. Life would be perfect. 
You can't get away from me, Sky Rat. And Jetstorm follows him and Yeah. And do some fighty bullshit. Some fighty bullshit. Back at uh uh back at the uh the wreckage. The the wreckage, yeah, there you go. The wreckage of where um uh Night Scream escaped from the uh CR chamber. Tankor. Yeah, uh Guilty Tank Spark. Knocks. Yeah, Guilty Spark is fucked up. Like he's under a bunch of rubble. And uh what does he say exactly? Oh, he, he commands uh Tankor to, to go after the Maximals and he's like, That's an order. And, and he's like uh, Listen Tank, here, you little shit. <laughs> Tanknox picks him up in and starts speaking in Rhinox's voice. He's like, "I I think it's time to reevaluate who's giving the orders here." I'm par- paraphrasing, but yeah, it's like, and that, and Gil, he's clutching him in his giant yeah. tank or uh, hand, and, uh, and uh, Guilty Spark is like, "Oh, it's you." So he just knows immediately. That it's Rhinox. And I like how he's like, um, in return, he's like, back when I was just Tankor, my vocabulary was limited to Tankor Smash. Yeah, <laughs> I and I like that. I like that it even switched back to the the guy who was doing the voice of Tankor before, because it was clearly a different voice actor. I never thought about that. I never checked the credits. Um but yeah, what, what's the, the gist of it here? He's like, but when the Maximals awoken up my my memories, um, but I, I became not quite the Maximal that I was. Neither am I the Viacon Megatron programmed. Yeah. So around here, I think, is where what I'm going to make the show art for this yeah, episode. Yeah, it's pretty trippy. I love yeah, it. Yeah, the, the, the shot the of duality. the duality. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably the duality of a Cybertronian. So there's a really cool like montage of him talking about um, it's showing Megatron like commanding the Viacons back when they took over Cybertron. And he says, you know, him unifying everybody was actually a great plan. You know, what um, wasn't great about his plan, though, was Megatron. Megatron. His plan is perfect, except for one thing. Megatron. (laughs) Cybertron requires a leader uncontaminated by beast mode. Someone like me. Wouldn't it be better for it to be someone who has never had a beast mode to begin with? Yes. (laughs) Because... Like if that's like if that's your logic, if that's your line of thinking, like your sure. memories are tainted by your your beast mode memories. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, like sure, uh, Tank Knox, like he 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 has no organic component to his his outer shell, but like his spark, like still had a beast mode for presumably several years. Like, yeah, they've been the, on the planet years. Yeah, the the show this show kind of made it seem like they were on planet Energon for a long time. Yeah. Or at least when they came back it was a different time. So to the perception of Cybertron, they were gone 
right right because of transwarp stuff yeah transwarp fuckery <laughs> yeah um and so guilty spark is like hey i hear you but i'm only loyal to megatron yeah my my programming dictates that i am loyal only to megatron and well we can fix Ta- that tank Knox is like well no problem i've got a i got a six pack of budweiser right over there and i've got the will to make shit happen so buckle up buckle up and uh grab one of that beers yourself if you want because you're gonna need it have a sit on uncle rhinox's lap and let me tell you why i should be a better leader <laughs> definitely doesn't torturously reprogram them whatsoever they have a hearty talk to talk guilty sparks like you know yeah you're right <laughs> yeah more flying around with night scream uh, uh there's reached a dead end uh there there's uh, a bit where like Night Scream mentions something about like only looking out, watching out for number one. That's the then, way it should be. And then quite comically, and this was very predictable because it was a close-up shot of his face. And then his face like goes to like like gasping, like, uh he crashes into a wall. And right after that, he turns and hears Jet Scream makes him quip. And the show makes an effort of showing you that he moves all of his bangs from like one side of his face to the other. Uh huh. It... Yeah, it it yeah. it sure does. Emo kids uh, do that. As somebody who has long hair and plays with the hair a lot, I couldn't imagine being emo where my hair blocking my face is part of my identity. <laughs> But I'm sure the kids watching this uh, enjoyed it. They're like, I do that too, man. (laughs) I mean, were were emo kids, though, watching this show? Not really. I don't think so. I I don't think so either. So it. They're trying to be hip, man. Okay, so let me say. Anytime older people try to be hip, and I say this as someone in my like who is almost 37, we include ourselves, we include ourselves with this. (laughs) Older people trying to be hip is always cringy, it's always cringy. Yeah, It, it never works. Right when you hit 30 is when you start hit or miss. By mid 30s, you should stop. Yeah, and just settle into the fact that, yeah, you know the like, it it it's not your generation's world anymore. Yeah. Um. What's that one um, comic from The Simpsons? It's like, I used to be young. I used to be with it, right? Okay. I used to be with it. But they changed what it was. Now what I'm with isn't it. And what and what it is seems weird and scary to me. And it'll happen to you. <laughs> tale and, uh, is, it is quite literally a tale as old as time. 
<laughs> and um, I think in that episode, it was a flashback to when Homer and um, Barney were like late teens. Oh, okay. Yeah. You, you know, know like, what? I, I haven't watched a ton of The Simpsons and like I'm not, I've gone on record before not being a big fan of the show. I swear I've actually seen that episode. Oh, abs- absolutely. Um, especially if you watched it in the, in, is that a 90s episode? Who, who knows? I'm not going to look look it up. But yeah, I'd say <laughs> it's one of those ones you probably definitely seen. Or you're very, you're subconsciously familiar with the meme. It pops up every now and then. No, I swear I've seen that episode. You must have. I have. So the, the other Maximals show up and uh, they're all like, not so fast. Jetstorm and Jetstorm's like, ah, Maximals. Or whatever. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, they fight. <laughs> they, they fight uh, Jetstorm and, and, Thru- and Thrust get crushed under a rock. This yeah, is like, really? And what, um, okay, what what kind of maneuver is this? Because, like, crushing people under rocks was a thing that happened a lot in Beast Wars. But hiding behind a rock was the maximal maneuver. Hiding behind a rock and shooting was the Predacon maneuver. Oh, so okay. We, what, so what are we going to dub this? We'd, you'd think we would have on Beast Wars when we were you'd covering think, it. Yeah. Because, holy lord, you'd think shooting a gun at your target directly would do the most damage. Nay, nay. Shooting the gun at strategically located pillars of rock and causing that rock to fall on them, maximum damage. Um, and boy, that happens, I want to say dozens of times. <laughs> yeah, and totally. They're bringing and, it back. And logistically, that just, like, that it, I think that probably stems from that being cheaper to animate. Like a cheaper way to resolve a uh, 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 fight it's, scene. It's more dramatic than just getting shot, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's also like you can bring a rock down, you can animate a rock falling down, and then just show like the rock landing on the character. It's cartoonic way of ending a resolution in less violence. I like. I it's been it I think honestly I think it comes down to budget. Well, it's more work to animate rocks falling than it is to just animate them shooting because they're shooting anyway, right? They're shooting all the time. Yeah, but then you have to you have to change the model to show battle damage. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you, ha- to, you have to alter actually the- getting hurt. Yeah, you have to alter the the character model to show battle damage. You need to change the textures to actually show like scorch marks. They did a lot on Beast Wars. They did, yeah. But just make them go oof and explode and fall on the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What is the rock? The rocks fall. You take. You take massive damage. I, I don't know what to call it. Let's call it the budget maneuver. <laughs> Rocky Rocky returns <laughs> uh, from uh, from reboot yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
And um, how this scene is resolved with an even bigger rock falling. <laughs> Sounds like you're making this up. Jetstorm is like, oh no, we've been defeated. Take this, yeah, yeah. And he shoots, cheat or dodges, but it hits like a giant part of the cavern and that falls and <sighs> Cheetor uses his sonic speed to like save Black Arachne, who was trying to have a moment with Thrust again. Yeah. Yeah. Always gets cut short. So, so Giant uh, Rock. They got away. Yeah. So Giant Rock, uh, <laughs> this 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 unearths a uh, a huge ass bat skeleton like yeah, fossilized bat skeleton in, in well, the rock it's revealed um we get a quick little shot of um tank Knox talking to guilty spark and being like now now your programming's all done how do you feel uh, now that you sat down and had a conversation with uncle Rhinox? oh and he's right, like right. oh you're right I do see things your way. Megatron is a cunt. <laughs> now remember, you still gotta you you still gotta gotta buy him beers every now and then, and pr- pretend he's uh you know he's your best buddy. But uh, you know deep down, you know uh, me and you we we're, we're going steady. Yeehaw! And then d- d- speaking of which, Guilty Spark kind of puts his head down, and Tank Knox like puts out a finger and like under it's just a drone but like it's face or chin area and like lifts gingerly lifts it up and i'm like what's with all these weird (laughs) semi-romantic romantic scenes with the drone (laughs) what's going what's going on here i just wanted to point that scene out that's all (laughs) fair but yeah the the giant bat um a giant bat skeleton giant they act like it's a normal bat but it's bigger than nightwing (laughs) that is terrifying right and i'm like i don't want to see whatever that was if it's half as as scary as night scream (laughs) but yeah yeah, they they come to the conclusion that that is the skeleton of batman villain man bat man bat (laughs) a bat who is bitten by a radioactive man. I don't know Man Bat story, but I'm ver- I'm aware of Man Bat. That scared the shit out of me when I was a kid. I saw a cover. Of uh, like Man I, Bat. And- I, I first learned about it. he he. Uh, I think it was in the first season of Batman the animated series. He was a uh, uh, he he was a villain in one episode. It scared me, man. I think he was a scientist who like turned himself into a bat and then he was flying around like attacking people and then people thought it was Batman doing it. So but right. Commissioner Gordon but Commissioner Gordon of course was like, No, not my Batman. Batman is a man. This is a giant bat. Yeah. <laughs> um so they, they come to the conclusion that this is where the the bat fossil this is where they got the bat DNA. Yeah. And why Night Scream was able to find a beast mode. Yeah. I mean, um, and that's how he resisted the vi- Megatron's virus. Yeah. And he starts like getting all weird, being like, oh, well, uh, like, uh, why, why did I survive? Like, 
Uh, the the why only reason me? The, why me? He's got survivor's guilt. He's it's like, like he's like seconds ago you were. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like. Uh, yeah, the the only reason I was able to, to survive and my DNA sequencer was able to pick up on this bat was because I ran and hid instead of like like a bitch, like a bitch instead of like trying to help people. Like, why did I live? No, and then Jetstorm. Uh, pops up and is like, yeah, that's because you're a fucking pussy, Bat Boy. And Thrust is like, 10-4, I agree with that. And so now he's like, what did you call me? And he he emo, like, Linkin Park screams. (laughs) Yeah, he he lets out, like, a supersonic scream that makes an even bigger rock fall on them. Wait, does it? Oh, no, no. He 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 blows a hole. Rocks fall, but he blows a hole in the wall. He blows apart the fossil, and there's a cave behind the wall where the fossil was. Yeah, and it blows knights or jets to and thrust. Yeah, he buries them in rocks. (laughs) A lot of rock for the longest time, no rocks fall on beast machines. And then they were like, fuck it, (laughs) let's make like five scenes where rocks fall and defeat people. Yeah. No more killing, Dad. And Primal's like, I'm not your dad, but uh, yeah, tell me about it. <laughs> and tell me, <laughs> let me help. And they walk into um the cave, and there's like whale bones. There's a bunch of bones. And I love this. Night Scream is like, there's tons of bones down here, thousands. And I'm like, you, do you know what that means? What cave are you looking at? Because I'm looking at a cave and I'm not seeing thousands of different creatures. I'm seeing like a, a whale or something and not much else going on. <laughs> uh, suspension of disbelief, my friend. Let's pretend there's thousands of creatures. And this is like a... And I like how graveyard. Gary Primal like picks up a... Uh, so Night Scream is like, do you know what this means? And Gary Primal picks up a skull and goes all Hamlet with it. He's like holding it in his hand. And, and he's, he's like, like, it means there used to be life here. It means, alas, poor Cybertron. I knew him, Night Scream. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he's Night like. Scream smacks it out of his hand and he's like, fuck you, you're not my real dad. Yeah, he's like, uh, yeah, it means that there uh, used to be organic life on Cybertron. That is a pretty big revelation. But then Night Scream just like smacks it away and he's like, no, it means that I could have saved people if I just led them down here. And then Primal smacks him and he's like, shut the fuck up, kid. (laughs) Stop it. But in a way... There's bigger implications here than just your survivor's guilt, you fucking nance but they kind of have a moment here where primal helps himself as well as night scream he's like yeah yeah hey i get it i blame myself for what happened to cybertron and i had to live with that guilt a lot but we're alive now and we have the power to change things so what happened is less important than what we can do. Yeah. Yeah, and he's like, everything happens for a reason. I believe the Oracle 
all of this happened because the Oracle wanted us to restore organic life to Cybertron. Yeah. yeah. And that's that's fucking wild. And indeed, he's got the seed, one of those big-ass fucking seeds from the tree. The and then Nightstream so says... The, the seeds of the future lie buried in the past. Yep. And they fucking toss the seed in slow motion into the pit of bones. And I'm like, hold up. The seeds of the future lie buried in the past. The seeds of the future. He throws a literal seed lie buried in the past. So he throws a literal seed into a cavern full of fossils from a millennia, millennia ago. Possibly so, many. Yeah. <laughs> so like I said earlier, like I thought the, that like, cause uh, Gary has been like spouting off about that. Like since like the second episode. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I thought this was going to be like metaphorical or like, that at they least would need be... to discover the secrets behind it. And Seeds yeah. means hope, but fuck us. I guess it means a literal seed, and then you it, gotta bury it in the fucking past, which is a bunch of bones. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I can't get over that. I'm that is the most literal that could have possibly been. This show for a show that's actually been fairly dark and mature for a kid's show, that is like some five year old shit. <laughs> That is like that is like something written so a five year old can understand it, and you know what? I'm I'm not I'm not here for it. A little disappointed. Uh, so we like I was back. hoping that there would be that that was a greater message. Yeah, right? finding out how to restore life, finding out what happened to the life, seeds of the future is what they're fighting for. I'd rather, I mean, and you could say that that's both. Right? That's how I, I resolve it. It's literal in the sense that they toss a fucking seed so that a tree regrows. But it's also metaphorical in that the maximals are the seeds. I guess. I don't know. Anyway, we cut back to the Megadome and uh, uh, we we hear an audio cue of Megatron like going ape shit and like some machinery flying away. Yeah. And so the the latest uh, uh, beast mode purge did not work, and did not. And uh, guilt Megatron's like, "What? What happened?" And guilty sparks like, "Yeah, boss, didn't work." Don't know and what to Mega tell you, man. And Megatron's <laughs> like, "What?" Uh, and guilty spark is like, "Yeah, so I, I followed all the instructions. Uh, I followed all the directions on the back of the box, you know, and like I flipped through the instructions and you know followed the recipe like to the letter, like right down to the exact measurements, and didn't work. I Don't know what my, to tell you. I gave it the old maximal try, but I gave it the old Viacon try, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it didn't work. And Megatron's like, once again, what?" <laughs> And uh, Guilty Spark is like, yeah, the only thing I can see, you know, is that uh, deep down, you, uh, you on a subconscious level, you kind of like having a beast mode. 
and and megatron's like there's just a slow pan yeah of it at his face as he narrows his eyes and he's like be gone and i'm like huh i would have thought he would have smashed him but megatron is like hmm Maybe I did like being a T-Rex after all. Yes. And a dragon that shoots fire and ice is pretty fucking cool. <laughs> and remember that time when I was a transmetal with roller skates and thruster jets on my hips? Those that were was good. fucking rad. I was the fastest <laughs> Predacon on the world. I was doing sick tricks in half, half, half turn... Half pipes. Uh, half, half, pi- half pipes. There we go. I was like half bowl, half turn. Turn pipe? pipe. <laughs> that, no, that's not right. Half pipes. Yeah, he was doing sick tricks. Uh, remember that time he met to discuss a ceasefire? Who did he meet with? He met with Optimus. But that was before. Uh, that was before the transmetal stuff. Yeah, and we were like, wait. How did he get off the mountain? The mountain? Yeah, because they were on the top of a mountain peak. And so, like, uh, like Optimus flew up there. Yeah. And then we're like, so how did how did old Megs get up there and then get down? Yeah, because the camera follows Primal flying there, meeting him. They talk, and then he flies away. Right. And I'm like, how did he get up? How do you get up there? I've always had rollerblades. I just didn't feel fancy enough to use them. Uh, so uh, Guilty Spark fucks off and then uh, goes outside and like, vid pull- windows. Uh, yeah, he pulls he pulls out like a portable iPad thing, and which I'm like, is that really necessary? Like. Shouldn't you be able to just do like radio communication from your from your head? It's more dramatic. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so he, technically you should just radio him. So he uh, he uh, FaceTimes Tank Knox and is like, <laughs> yeah. and is like, uh, yeah, uh, listen, boss, the uh, the 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 latest Beast Mode purge uh, failed under your direction, and uh, Tank Knox is like. Well, good job, little buddy. Uh, you know what? Uh, got kind of got my own thing going on here right now, and he it cuts to where Technox is, and he's at the Oracle. He's like, like at the Stargate where, yeah, Maximals met the Oracle. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, he's like, yeah. So that information you gave me checked out, good buddy. Uh, here I am down at uh down at the old truck stop down at the the planet's core and i'm uh, about to fuel up and uh cause a ruckus yeah you, you want to join me uh bring uh make sure you bring it at least bring uh, the car around bring bring the car around at least bring uh the truck around <laughs> and uh better better pick pick up some beer when you're on your way down here and uh i don't think a six pack's gonna cut this time little man uh I think we're gonna need to go this for a two. Is, uh, four. This is some gonna, trippy. We're going for a trip. <laughs> gonna need to. Gonna need a two four for this trip. Yeah, I, I have no idea where the show's going, and I mean that in a good way. <laughs> Fucking evil Rhinox finds the Oracle. What? 
there's some really cool and trippy sh- images on the surface of the Stargate where the Oracle is. Yeah. If you like pause and like look at the frames, there's interesting, interesting things. Like what? Like one of the frames looks like a golden disc. Uh oh. And so I'm like, wait, they never kind of explained where that other golden disc, how many golden discs were there? Two? Two. There, there was the one from Earth. And they had the, one from the, from from the, the Voyager satellite. Yeah. And then there was one that the alien disc. These, yeah. And what if it, what if it was an Oracle disc? Maybe. I, or maybe I just hate the Vok so much that I, I want to forget about them. Well, speaking of for, speaking of forgetting about things, he that has been uh, episode ten of Beast Machines. Uh, here on Too Much Energon, we rate episodes of Beast Wars, Beast Machines, comic books, and the Japanese Beast Wars, and whatever the hell we decide to talk about on any given week, on the Too Much Energon scale. It ranges from not enough Energon to a sufficient amount of Energon to too much Energon. It's basically bad, okay, good. Uh, Cal, what are you rating survivor on the too much energon scale so even though a lot happens and a lot is revealed that i am excited for mm-hmm. and there we get some answers instead of just questions um so much of it was just rocks falling and night scream being emo <laughs> but a lot is revealed a lot of like ooh, ooh tank Knox is planning a coup like that's cool oh he found the oracle that's cool Oh, the Maximals found like a bunch of fucking fossils. That's cool. But I can't stand a whole episode where Night Scream is being emo, man. I can't. Right. So it gets a sufficient amount of energy on. Yeah, I'm going to echo your uh, sentiments there. Um, we learn a lot in this episode. Right. Like <laughs> we, we get actual evidence that uh, there were organic life on cybertron in the past giant fucking bats apparently or yeah the fact that no one acknowledges that is kind of weird to me but <laughs> uh the i like the stuff with uh with tank Knox and the diagnostic drone yeah that, that's pretty cool uh like i said cool things happen cool things happen in the episode but overall the episode was just kind of I don't know. I I was engaged with various plot points that came up. I wasn't engaged with the episode as a whole. Plot A was Night Scream being emo. Too much Night Scream. Too that, much Night Scream. <laughs> there's the rating for this episode. Too much Night Scream, which is basically a no enter. <laughs> no, no, I'm gonna... I, I think I'm gonna give it a just a middle of the road sufficient amount of energy on yeah yeah it's not, not like it's terrible but like i don't care about night scream enough to have a whole episode about him yeah and also he's like he spends the entire episode being like yeah all me all on my own and then immediately like he's like, right like at the end 
Yeah, like that. right at the end, snap of a finger, he's like, he's like, oh, I should have, I should have been there and helped people. No, and I'm like, where was the in between motions? You went from fuck the world. I'm gonna, I love being on my own, and then like, like some rocks fall, you see a skeleton, and you have an emotional, yeah, yeah, he breakthrough. <laughs> yeah, he goes from being like lone wolf to survivor guilt in like the span of mere seconds and it's just it, it's kind it's of the horrifying gigantic bat skeleton <laughs> that, that did it for him yeah so yeah sufficient amount of energon for me it, it feels like a forced character arc yeah totally yeah and an unnecessary one too they have done in this show before they've done it in beast wars as well it's like yeah. <laughs> it's it's like we're going oh to we're we're we 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 have a character arc that we want to have we want a character to get to this certain point and we're not going to bother doing the the work to get there we're just going to be like well this is where they are now we're going to emphasize how bad they are at the beginning of the episode to the point where they're actually much worse than they actually are just yeah. so that the arc that they complete in this episode makes them even more likable. It yeah. doesn't work on me. Maybe kid me, not adult me. Yeah. All I right. That does it, folks. So that was episode 61 of Too Much Energon. Uh, best way to support the show is Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash lasercomb, L-A-Z-O-R-C-O-M-B. There's a whole bunch of tiers, but starting at the $5 and up tier, you get hours every week of bonus preamble audio from this and all the various podcasts that we do, where we just kind of shoot the shit on mic for however long, talking about life, the universe, and everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a $10 tier that gets you our... Uh, uh, monthly Too Much Galavar show where we talk about the IDW uh, 2021 Beast Wars comic book. Uh, there's going to be a new episode of that very soon, so keep an eye out for that. We also also gets you our weekly news program, Laser Comb Tonight, and there are higher tiers and yada yada yada. So, patreon.com slash lasercomb. Social media. Uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash too much energon for this show in particular, or facebook.com slash lasercomb, L E Z O R C O M B. It's kind of the central hub for this and all of the other shows that we do. Uh, we got shows. We got we shows. Have, Christopher's got shows. Yeah, we, we have many, many shows. Uh, many, many podcasts. Uh, sometimes I, Christopher isn't even in them. <laughs> sometimes, yes, actually. Um, speaking of uh, uh, shows that Christopher is in, though, uh, I want to give a special plug to uh, a fairly new show that me and Cal have launched called The Lasercomb Podcast. The It is a show where we basically we pick a show at random. Uh, I've been doing Twitter polls a lot lately. You can also pick whatever show that we talk about by going to Patreon and becoming a uh, patron. Um, but basically, it's like a classic TV show where we look up how many episodes of it aired, and then we put that number through a random number generator, and then whatever the number generator 
uh, gives us. We go and watch that episode and review it, much in a similar format to that we do on this show. But it's it doesn't matter if we've seen the show before or not. Yeah, it's completely <laughs> random. And in fact, the the latest episode, uh, Lasercomb Podcast Number Six, we had a very special guest on the show, Kate Rambo, and we talked about one of her favorite shows, Strangers with Candy, a show either me nor cal had seen Never so we <laughs> so we went into it very cold <laughs> so and uh yeah it was a fun one so uh go check that out check out the the laser comb podcast that one's uh it's gonna be one. it's a fun one and i think that one's gonna be going on for a while too yeah it's it's fun and um yeah we, we just chose a show that has has to have been finished it can be live action. It can be animated. Well, whatever. And then in a random episode. So if it's a show that has 27 seasons, so be it. Yeah, so be it. Well, we did uh, Mighty Morphin and that had a lot of episodes. Yeah. And I think we ended up with like episode nine like or something. Episode like seven or 11 or <laughs> like something very early on. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, fun show. Go check that out. Uh, I think I'll put a link to it in the description for this video because I want to I want to I want to plug that show. I want to get more. I want to grow the audience for that yeah. show. So the yeah, Laser Cone podcast, go, ch go check it out. Uh, Twitter, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, I put up Twitter polls to uh, uh, the, the aforementioned uh, Laser Cone podcast. I put up Twitter polls a lot of the time to let uh, my Twitter followers choose what show we're going to be talking about on a week-to-week -week basis come and boost mummies alive that one guy he's by himself he needs other people to i don't know what that show is but <laughs> come and throw up votes at it so uh go follow me uh at i'm at lasercomb once again spelled l-a-z-o-r-c-o-m-b uh you can also follow the show proper uh at too much energon that's mostly transformers picks and uh, like the news various transformers that i buy and news transformers news and like links to new episodes of the show uh it's very transformer centric so at too much energon cal you are at neo underscore cal with a k yes i am you can follow me i post pictures of plants that look like dinosaurs <laughs> and nothing else <laughs> and nothing else the occasional duck photo <laughs> ducks um plants that look like dinosaurs and uh oh sometimes i reshare episodes of the stuff that we're <laughs> that we record once in a while once uh a while. so so yeah go and follow any and all of us on twitter and uh another way you can support the show is whatever you're listening to and or watching this on give it a like give it a subscribe give it a five star rating anything helps us out with discoverability. And best of all, if you have a friend who really likes Beast Wars and likes podcasts, uh, tell them about Too Much Energon. Say, hey man, these guys have so much time. If you like Beast Wars and you have two hours an episode <laughs> for it, tune into these guys. Yeah. If you're gonna spew, <laughs> spew into this. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to hear uh, two 
uh, Canadian dudes in their mid to late 30s talk about a cartoon from 25 years ago, uh, then boy, howdy, do we have the show for you. It's true. Yeah. Unique. One of a kind. Uh, we will be back next week with the 11th episode of Beast Machines. The key. Dun dun. Uh, I, the key in that title is referring to something very specific, and being that I know some things about Transformers, uh, I know what it's in reference to. I don't. Oh, another thing. I don't know if. Hello, if you're new. Um, I haven't seen any of this, so it's kind of going in with. Um, it's going in with like fresh eyes all new to me and it's exciting well the key may very well be in reference to something from g1 ah megatron turns into a key gun <laughs> <laughs> i knew it uh, uh yeah sure <laughs> anyway that'll be uh episode uh 62 of too much energon uh next week uh same bat time same bat channel that's actually kind of a relevant reference oh. for this week's episode yeah. anyway i've been one of your hosts christopher siege and i'm neo cal and until next week i am transformed pass me another beer we're going in <laughs> bought the pillow boy we're going in dry yeehaw <laughs> <laughs> bye <Bye-bye. laughs> Beast Machine!